Welcome to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes, a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Amid, Idaho. Join us as Pastor Mike leads us verse by verse through the Bible and shares with us the impacting truth of God's Word. Be sure to stay tuned until the close of our program to hear about some exciting news and special offers. We'll also tell you how you can obtain a full-length copy of this entire message. And don't forget, you can always catch up on Mike's teaching on our website at ccmit.org. We're currently going through the book of Luke in a series titled, The Uncommon Gospel. So grab your Bible, turn up the volume, and follow along with us. Here's Pastor Mike. We are in Luke chapter 13 this evening, Luke chapter 13, a message titled, The Narrow Way. And he said to them, verse 23, verse 24, Strive to enter through the narrow gate, for many, I say to you, will seek to enter and will not be able. And so about the time that everyone looks down at their waistline and wonders if they'll be able to squeeze through a narrow gate, uh, maybe I need to lay off the falafel, Jesus, he doesn't take the bait from the guy. He doesn't answer his question, but rather he turns to the crowd and he starts to address this question. Are only, going, only, only a few going to be saved? And he says, strive. Strive. Not in the sense of, of you know, work hard, but, you know, it's, it's almost like you're striving at, a, at an athletic event to, to reach the finish line, you know, to, to make it to the end. He says, strive to enter through the narrow gate. And this could be translated narrow. It could also be translated straight. That's what this word means, narrow or straight. And he says, many seek to enter and will not be able. Well, this might remind us of something because we have a saying in our, in our society, which is we need to stay on the what? The straight and narrow. Yeah, we need to stay on the straight and narrow. And what does that mean when we say we need to stay on the straight and narrow? Well, it means to keep your, your, your nose clean, right? Don't sm- smoke, drink, or chew, or go with girls who do. You know, you got to be the, the straight-laced, you know, guy who, who keeps his, his stuff straight and doesn't, you know, d- and narrow and doesn't, doesn't go off to the side, to the left or to the right. And I, I guess the question is, who is that? What is really the straight and narrow, and what is this gate? And secondly, how do we enter it? Is, it? is it by keeping the rules? Is it by being good and, and doing all the right things, reading my Bible every day and doing devotions and praying and, and you know, being the perfect Christian? Is that the straight and narrow that Jesus is talking about? Is it difficult in that way? Well, Jesus is having this conversation with his disciples about heaven one time, and he told them that they knew the way. They knew the way to heaven. He says, I'm heading to heaven. In my Father's house are many mansions. I go to prepare a place for you. If it, was, if it wasn't so, I wouldn't have told you. I go to prepare a place for you that where I may be, where I am there, you may be also. And he says, and the, and, and the way you know. You know, you, you know the way. And, and of course, Thomas, in John chapter 14, verse 5, said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going, and how can we know the way? And I love that, because I think that's just honest, isn't it? You know, when people talk about heaven, they talk about how to get there and all this stuff, and it's like, it just seems really, unco- really complicated. It almost seems like, you know, to, to try to be worthy, to go to heaven, would just be a really unpleasant, difficult, long journey of, of asceticism, you know, like monastic lifestyle or something that, you know, it's, this, is, this is something that's going to be really, really challenging. 
And what Jesus is saying here, almost, it almost verifies that. But then Jesus says something pretty amazing in verse 6, when he says in John 14, 6, Jesus said to him, to Thomas, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. I am the way. The way you know, you know me. I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And maybe they should have known that because Jesus, earlier when he was talking about his sheep hear his voice and they come in and out of the sheep gate, and, and he, he uses that same word in, in John ten nine. he says, I am the door, meaning the door to the sheep gate. And if anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. Now this is a different word than he uses here as the narrow gate, but it, this word can also be translated gate. And so Jesus says, I'm the, I'm the door to the sheep gate. And Jesus is the way. He is the gate. He is the door. In Matthew chapter 7, Jesus says something similar to what he's saying here, something a little troubling. In fact, it's a little stronger than what he says in Luke. He says in, in Matthew chapter 7, verse 13 and 14, he says, enter by the narrow gate. Same thing. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leads to destruction. So there's two gates. Not just the narrow gate, or the narrow way, but the broad way. And, and he says, and there are many who go in by it. Because narrow is the gate, and difficult is the way which leads to life, and there are few who find it. So that almost, uh, that almost reinforces this whole straight and narrow idea of you know, keeping your nose clean, and doing the right things, and making sure that you're living the right lifestyle, and you're not you know, doing things you're not supposed to be doing, and that you're keeping everything right in line. So, so we need to understand that, that it is narrow because Jesus says, I am the way, I am the door, and that's pretty narrow when it comes to paths to God. Not a popular message for Jesus to say, I am the only way. The, the popular message is, all roads lead to God. Right? All paths lead to God. And if, if people are good people and they have the right heart and you know they work real hard and you know they're they're godly people, then yeah, you know, Jesus is gonna let them right in. But is that the case? No, remember we talked about this a couple weeks ago, actually a couple twice in a couple weeks, in Romans. I want to turn there, it's not in my slides because I didn't put it in my notes, but I just want to read this again because I think it's applicable to what we're looking at here in Romans chapter ten. Verse 1, where God says of Israel, which is very applicable because that's who Jesus is really talking to right now. He says, Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. I, I want them to be saved. I, I hope that they're saved. I, I really want them to be saved, but they're not. And that's the implication. And he says, For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. Okay, so they're, they're keeping it on the straight and narrow, right? They have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge, he says. But not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness have not submitted to the righteousness of God. So in other words, they're, they're thinking they're on the straight road. They think that they're on the narrow road. They think that they're on the narrow path. But what are they really on? The broad road, the broad gate that leads to destruction. That's where they're really at. 
And he says, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness to everyone who believes. In other words, Christ did what was necessary to fulfill the law that all who believe in him might find salvation in him. And so Jesus is the narrow way. The truth is Jesus is the only way. But why does he say difficult? I think this is why. Because we're not joining him in a self-glorying expedition to the, on the way to the top. You know, we're not going to be self-glorified in that. A challenging journey of self-sacrifice and, and dogged determination. That's not what we're joining him in. He is on a rescue mission to save your helpless hide. That's what's going on. You're lost in sin, you're drowning, and Jesus comes by and throws you a lifeline. Now, I remember when I was on the swim team, we did some swimming safety kind of lifeguard training. And, you know, they, they showed us all that, you know, somebody's drowning, here's this big long, the best way to get somebody out of the pool who's drowning is this big long pole. It's funny because when, when our kids are having trouble in the pool or something like that, my wife jumps in and all her clothes on and everything, I just get a stick. <laughs> a stick, it works perfect. They grab onto the end of the stick and I pull them to safety, right? That's all they need. Because what happens when you jump in and somebody is struggling and they think they're dying, they think they're drowning, they are drowning, what happens oftentimes? They pull you right down with them. They, they fight you because they, they want to be saved, but they want air so bad that they're going to push you down to try to get a breath. And, and so many people died. I remember just like three years ago in America Falls Reservoir, like four people in a row died trying to save one person. They jumping in one after the other, trying to save somebody, and, and they all they all perished because when you're when you're try, when you need to be saved, sometimes you don't realize how desperate your situation is, and and so you fight the person who's trying to help you. But I have never seen a better illustration than that movie Thirteen Lives. And I don't know if you've seen it. But it's, it's a true story, so you know how it ends if you watch the news at all on the whole situation. But those, those 13, 12 soccer players and their coach went into this cave, you know, and then you wonder, how would that even happen? You know, but, you know, it shows in the movie that they go way deep into this cave, and, and then the, the rain started coming, and they did not stop coming, and they kept coming, and they kept coming, and, and there's a lot of places in the mountain where the water just pours directly into the cave, and there's high and low places, and they went up and down and up and down till they got to this really far deep place, and then the water level rose above many of the places that they had to come out, and there was just no way out miles and miles of, well, I don't know how long it was, but it was a long way in the cave where these guys had climbed into when it was seemingly sunny outside. Thanks again for listening to Abide in Truth with Pastor Mike Hughes. If you would like a copy of today's sermon in its entirety, call us at 208-365-0991 or send us a text at 208-991-2756. Be sure to mention today's date. You can also listen to Pastor Mike's latest message on our website at ccemmett.org. And don't forget to search for Calvary Chapel Emmett on iTunes and YouTube. Remember to hit subscribe when you're there. Thanks again for listening, and remember, always abide in truth. Until next time, God bless. Abide in Truth is a radio outreach ministry of Calvary Chapel in Emmett, Idaho.
Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to invite you to watch our services live on Facebook. You can watch us every Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30. Just go to our page, Calvary Chapel of Emmett, and scroll down for the live service. It is an interactive experience. While on our page, feel free to watch previous Sundays as well. So join Calvary Chapel Emmett Sunday morning at 8.30 or 10.30 on Facebook. We look forward to seeing you. Calvary Chapel of Emmett would like to offer you a free gift for joining us today. Right Now Media. Right Now Media has been called the Netflix of Christian Bible studies. With over 30,000 Bible studies and discipleship videos, there's even tons of Christian cartoons for the kids. To get your free account to Right Now Media, just visit our website at ccemmett.org forward slash right now. That's ccemmett.org forward slash right now. And God bless you.